Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. I want to spend a bit of time on this whole Facebook controversy. If you haven't been following it closely, then my next guest is going to bring you up to speed. David Ball is a reporter for Metro Vancouver, and he has been watching it right from the beginning. David, thanks so much for making some time for us. Great to be here. Can you first of all break down the whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica story first? Sure. So this is probably the most explosive story uh, in, in world news now, primarily because it revolves around our personal privacy and how political parties are increasingly uh, using our data from things like Facebook quizzes, uh, our Facebook profiles, our friends lists online, Twitter, that kind of thing. And so Cambridge Analytica uh, was hired by the Brexit campaign to leave the European Union and the UK and by the Trump campaign and is alleged to have harvested 50 million North Americans' personal data without their consent um, and to use that to help as the whistleblower behind it, Chris, Christopher Wiley, who, who actually designed this, said, was to kind of ex- uh, exploit people's fears, to find out what they were afraid of, what their beliefs were, and to exploit those for political ends. I love the fact that we're using phrases like harvest data, but for (laughs) listeners who aren't in that lingo, give me an idea. So you're on Facebook and you see one of these little find out what kind of personality you have. Is this what we're talking about? And then that information Cambridge Analytica was able to take? Amazingly, yes, it is. Those dumb quizzes that we all see and sometimes do because they're fun or often roll our eyes at our friends who are constantly posting them are sometimes not as innocent as we think. And in this case, Cambridge Analytica used uh, one personality quiz um, that was shared around, so voluntarily got tens of thousands of Facebook users to sign up and do their personality quiz. But what they didn't know was it was also doing that, gathering information from all of their friends' networks. So if you've got 400 friends or 1,000 friends or even 50 friends, all of those people were sucked into it, and they were going through private information that those people didn't think was public. 50 million people were affected by this, allegedly. So you do these quizzes, Cambridge Analytica gets this information, and then what do they do with it? Um, it's uh, a little bit unclear about how they used it, but um, the basic idea is called micro-targeting. Um, and so if you imagine the harvesting, like they're harvesting a wheat field or something, yes. and the data is the bits of, you know, wheat, each seed is each person. Each, each, each of the wheats is us. And so they can build up a profile to say, hey, in Calgary, you know, there are, uh, this person there is uh, really upset about, uh, you know, the oil industry issues, or this person's really angry at the liberals in Ottawa, or this, you know, and to kind of capture in a very detailed level what parties used to only say was like, oh yeah, this neighborhood's more green, or this neighborhood's more, you know, conservative, or this neighborhood's more liberal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now this data goes to an individual level. So they can send you an ad on Facebook that just shows to you, even with a picture of your friends or yourself, saying, you know, vote for Trump, vote for X, uh, vote to leave Europe. Um, and uh, it's been tested out in a lot of countries that don't have privacy rules in Africa and the Caribbean. That's what Cambridge Analytica did before they rolled it out across the U.S. and Britain. 
Now, thank you also for the wheat analogy, because we're right now getting ready for the Calgary Stampede Canvas auction. But tell, tell me the Facebook connection then. So because Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, is sounding like, well, it was a mistake. So Facebook wasn't aware that this third party app was getting this kind of information and what they were doing with it. Um, yes, so Facebook um, and Cambridge Analytical, for the record, um, have both said that they did not illegally harvest people's information. However, two years after this happened, uh, Facebook suspended Cambridge Analytica and its affiliated companies, as well as the people involved from Facebook and Instagram altogether, including the whistleblower who raised these concerns with Facebook and British authorities two years ago. Uh, suddenly, this last week, he gets finds himself cut out of all of his Facebook and Instagram accounts um, and made a joke about how he can no longer post boring pictures of food to Instagram because he's been banned two years after he blew the whistle. Hmm. All right. Christopher <laughs> Wiley. Tell me about Christopher Wiley. Because uh, is it Christopher Wiley who has the BC connection? Yes, he is a kid from Victoria. He's not a kid anymore, but he got into politics at 17 in the uh, Federal Liberal Party, volunteered in an MP's office uh, from Victoria, uh, and went on to found a, uh, his own company and eventually uh, helped create Cambridge Analytica and worked with them to develop this uh, harvesting algorithm. Um, and so he actually is he's 24. He's uh, got a punky haircut. He's vegan. He's gay. He, uh, <laughs> he's quite a character, quite charismatic. I talked to a number of sources in the federal and provincial politics here in B.C. Uh, who remember him, you know, more than a decade ago really keen on learning how the parliamentary system worked. Uh, he wanted to learn how Parliament Hill worked, how politics worked. Um, and everyone I've talked to says, uh, you know, in terms of party insiders, that he was quite obsessed with micro-targeting data, this mm. kind of harvesting that we talked about, but didn't feel like people wanted to, or there was uptake. He felt like Canadian parties were behind the curve um, and there wasn't interest. The federal Liberals hired him for $100,000 to develop some of his ideas into a program. Uh, they claim, though, that they never actually used the work. They just uh, spent $100,000 on nothing, apparently. So is this just the new age we're living in? Because, as you say, parties used to try to determine where their voter support was. Now they're going online. So is this just the new reality? And we've got to make sure if we don't want our privacy to get into the wrong hands that we take more steps to protect it. I think, um, obviously, that's what I've been thinking about, and a lot of people have, is like, okay, we need to re make sure our Facebook settings are clamped down. But that's a very individual response to this. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. these companies were exploiting people's data that they hadn't publicly shared. People thought the data was protected. Um, those allegations, which still haven't been proven, um, are actually being investigated by British Columbia's privacy commissioner and also by Britain's privacy commissioner, who, um, you know, is, are very keen to know if laws were broken um, by any of these companies because you can't use someone's information or transfer that information to another party, like a political party or a campaign, without that person's consent. That's why you check that box when you, you know, sign up for something or get a ticket or join a list, you know, I consent to receiving emails or right. I consent to a third party. So I think, I think that those, those laws, if they were broken, should lead to a major over rethink of how politicians are using our data. And um, it shouldn't be up to us to defend ourselves from what is a very intelligent and clever approach, but one that I think most of us would find quite frightening. Well, you know what? We'll be talking about this a lot more. Thanks for all your detailed analysis on it. We really appreciate it, David.
Great to be there and have fun at the Stampede. Hey, thanks, David Ball, reporter for Metro Vancouver. Yeah, we'll be hearing a lot more about that.